Mason Walls right here. Tony Macko. And you're checking out the, the Three Count, Count Podcast. Weighing in at an unbelievable weight that you might hate, but you can't even... Dang, I pass what you find that drag ball at. Welcome everybody now to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. You know who I am. I'm the man that leads you up that mountain. That's right. You can call me your Sherpa. My name is Clifford Red Dog Miller. And like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there and done that and can do it more efficiently than you can. And so it's never about me, but it's about who's entering the ring. And today, the person general joining me can be found at EWA, SWA. WDWA. You find this man at NWA, FEW, Eclipse, or you can find him at BCW. He's the other half of Black Magic, Tony Macko. Hi. <laughs> that list of places where someone's like, goodness, great, that is a lot of places. Okay. <laughs> that, man. No, I definitely thank you. Thank you to the Afro Samurai for coming on the show, man. It's no problem. Appreciate being on. Hell yeah, man. So full transparency, man. We're actually recording this on the 13th of January. You guys had actually just came back from Jacksonville. Uh, you know, you and Mason Walls. And I'm I'm very excited because I can't wait to be able to like hear some of the stories that you guys got to experience down there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely some some stories down there. But um the main thing from there though, I I'm kicking the table and stuff. The the main the main things that's always from out there is the experience. Um, not only do we just go down there for wrestling, but we also do stuff for the love of life charity. So that means right. that we go out, we do food drive and stuff. We we help out the homeless pretty much. And for like me and Mace, that's the more important part to it all. Like wrestling, that's you know weekend weekend warriors. It you know, but doing something outside of that and supporting a good cause it makes you feel good inside. So it's like you know, I always look forward to doing those. It's funny though, man, because a lot of people who will be watching this is actually from Duval County. So uh, I, that's my old stomping grounds, man. So that's why I was oh, like, I was that excited up. seeing it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what's up. If we had like, if we, if we, if we, if we had like more supporters from Duval too, I mean, from Duval just in general, that'd be even great as well. So, you know, hope those people out in need. Batman. But so I'm going to ask right off the jump. This is the question I ask every single person when they come on this show. Who is Tony Macko? Tony Macko is the Afro Samurai. Um, person with a lot of discipline. Grew up probably uneasy. <laughs> the most uneasiest way. Um, always had a passion for wrestling. Like something they've wanted to do from the jump. But also had to figure out through hard ways to to overcome certain things in life. Um, and as well, look towards like martial arts and amateur wrestling to pursue more of their passion. And somebody that don't take no shit. <laughs> and but also somebody that's like, um, not a doctor, but really good at um, open chest surgery, you know, breaking open the chest cavity, you know, rupturing a couple of things from the inside of the body, palm strikes, <laughs> kicks, kicks, especially. Um, Someone who's looked at the way of the sword and compared it to their legs, because my kicks are, I always say, are as sharp as a samurai sword. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's probably like the easiest way to explain it. I like and it, though. Probably somebody with a little bit of mystique, because I'm barely on social media. And you don't really see me do much talking. You see a lot of, like, quietness, frustration, or trying to figure out how to hurt someone more. 
So I'd say that's that's more the side of who Tony Mako is as far as the Afro Samurai. Now you got tag team Tony Mako, and that's just some um, someone who's rather being in it for the fans or in it just for our team is always putting in that hundred percent effort and is aware of you know his partner and wherever his partner needs help, he's there for his partner and the same and vice versa too. But always thinking like he's always thinking ahead and thinking of the team as well. Bet. And and it's funny because you mentioned the team, you know, Black Magic. Like I remember seeing you guys pop your names pop up a couple times and uh BWI in a in a you know uh black wrestling uh 500 so definitely man one i just want to throw you guys a lot of love because you guys like have just been slaying it i've been watching you guys at ewa i watched you guys at swa i've been watching you guys travel around of course mason and i have known each other for a few years man so that's why it was just it's cool just watch you guys just tear it up and i'm just like whatever man i'm calling shots out (laughs) (laughs) definitely it's definitely cool to see you guys just do your thing i'm just curious like how did you get into the sport though um, well, probably one of those typical ways somebody gets into like wrestling is um my grandma. Growing up, she watched a lot of Monday Night Raw. Like that was like, you know, church on Sundays. So like, you know, little old me, I was watching along, you know, I thought it was like the rock. Um, yeah, just mainly mainly that it went to the point where I was wrestling the long pillows in my grandma's bedroom on her bed jumping off mattresses um even doing the, the the good old kid backyard wrestling like a lot of unsafe stuff but that's that's how i mainly like you know got into it but that childhood um that childhood dream of wanting to do it and never forgetting about it never letting it go and there was like a couple of distractions on that road to getting to that point but always came back to it as far as I still wanted to be a wrestler. Hey, ain't that some shit? Let me let me go back to giving that a shot, you know. So that, that that's how pretty much. That's awesome though, and it's funny though because like I I've talked about this a few times, and and it's cool like because if you have a passion for something, and it'll always like show up somewhere, and then you always like you got to wrap back around to it somehow. So that was something that like I genuinely like I found myself as well, right? So whether it was like elementary school, high school, college, the military, wherever I was, man, I just found myself always in the wrestling world, in the know for something. And I was like, all right, I think, I think I found my calling and I need to go explore this option. So it's definitely cool to see that you got right. introduced to your grand by your grandma. I got introduced to through my aunt, man. It's always like a <laughs> random female family member. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because even like, you know, and I don't know how many people know this, but Chaz, uh, Chaz's, uh, I think it was his grandma was the one that pushed him into watching wrestling. Wow. And so it is funny to see, like, everybody's, like, <laughs> female family members are the ones like, yeah, watch this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I know that you've been you've been working a long time, right? And I'm very curious, man, like, what's one of the hardest bumps you've or worst bumps you've ever had to take? Um. <laughs> Well, I, I will say this one thing that I do um, take pride in as well is making sure I don't set myself up to get hurt. So it's probably, it's got to be, no, nah, it's, it's just one. It's a second one that's a good, like, contender, but I don't, I don't really think it counts pretty much. So the first one would probably be, 
when I when I wrestled, um, it was like my first match on like um, EWA's main show, and it was um it was the one where they featured CZW. Mm. That's when I wrestled a uh, Laszlo Airpad, right? I um he had me in a fireman's carry, right? I tried to reverse out of it, and my knee buckled on me on the landing, and I've never had that happen. So when it buckled my body shut down and just thought, go to your knee. What's up with your knee? What's going on? And we finished the match. It's just, no, he finished the match. <laughs> I didn't. My knee, I was like, what's this pain? Like, wait a minute, yo, this this ain't never happened to me before. Let's say that. And then the one that's like kind of like a contender, but it's like, for me personally, like I'm like, I'm not soft. So I don't really, I don't cry when it comes to hits or anything like that. But like, uh, what rage in a cage what year was it i forgot what year but it was um oh mace was opening this. oh okay you heard okay good see mace remembers all right it was 2017 rage in a cage um was a three-way tag match um the dark horses was part of that tag match um mm. long story short they got my ass together and it ended with grizzly punching me in the damn face and <laughs> what made it so like it was I was cool and I'm like it's it's okay like it's me like I've been through shit so I'm like whatever but the fact that I got punched and as I look this way I see my headband land on the ropes I'm like damn you really just punched my headband <laughs> off my head <laughs> it wasn't even the fact that like I got punched it was the fact that you punched my headband off and I'm just looking like damn <laughs> I, you know what, it's funny because like, and then like, you don't, you don't like, typically, I didn't say typically, you'll get the apology like after the match, like someone will come to you and be like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Because then like, I was in a, I was in the middle of a training match and it was funny, man, I got uh, one of, one of my friends, I don't want to put his name out there because, you know, he, he may be, you know, from Baltimore and the Beast, but he was working on his like strikes again because he'd been out for a little bit. And like he told me too, he's like, "Hey man, I'm hit your forearm, and I'm gonna just punch you and just fall into the ropes." And uh, he didn't hit me with the forearm; he just punched me in the mouth by accident. <laughs> oh God! I was Ooh. like, "Okay," and he just like <laughs> apologies. The game's so quick. I'm so sorry, man. Are you okay? I was like, "Shut up and keep going." <laughs> but yeah, dang man. So actually, the, what's funny was that my next question was going to be like, "Who? What's been the hardest you've been hit?" Clearly, we've had that answered. <laughs> but let's go into something else, right? So I want to talk about this. So usually after a match, right, people have like their post match meals, the post match snacks. So I'm very curious, what is your post match meal or your post match snack after a show? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so like, I work like I have like one of the craziest. Uh... What is it like live? So like after a match, like after after shows and stuff, if no one's offering to go eat somewhere, like most of the times, whatever anybody else wants to eat, I'm like, okay, I'm down for it. Matter of fact, no, no, no. Let's let's take that back. My after match meal, right? After match perfect food, right? And it's it's damn near insider. Chicken tenders. It's like always Chicken. a go-to though. It's like a but it's like it's like a and I, I, I will relate to you on that because it's the same way with me. It's like this. Um, I don't, it's like this comfort food. Like after you get done, and it's you're just safe. like, oh, yes, yes. I mean, 
not everything so not everything agrees with the stomach so I'll be like nope I, if there's anything chicken tenders if i see chicken tenders we're in a fancy fancy restaurant or if we're in a state that's known for some food guess what like uh what is it tennessee apparently good for uh known for barbecue right right going to a barbecue spot y'all got any chicken tenders every time straight face <laughs> so like yeah that's that's my go-to <laughs> bet there you go so i'm curious man like and i didn't ask this question to mason and i probably should have but i'm very curious what's the hardest part about being in the tag team um hmm. That's a good one. Um, I could probably answer for Mace. <laughs> I could give you an answer for myself. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's probably one of the good things about us is there's no lack of communication. So we we always know, you know, what's going on. Hell, we're even to the point where as we're driving to places, we, we're already figuring out what we're going to do, what tag moves we're going to do, how to uh, interact. Like, we have really good communication. We don't even argue. Like, we just have it set in stone, you know, there's no, um, there's no lack of anything. We have it pretty balanced out at things too. Like, um, like he's the one to always contact for community, like for anything on the community communication side. Cause I'm just a ghost. Like I'll see something like, Oh, okay. I know they'll talk to me. So I'll be, like, I'll be straight about it. So, so yeah, that like, yeah, he does the communications commission, mm, communication, straight types. I tell you, um, he does the communication part as far as like designs or like gear ideas or anything like that. That's where I come out of the cut. So it's not like one person's always doing more than the other. Right. Pretty much. Um, remember, I can call him in. You want him to answer that question now? It's never too late. No. No. Okay. You okay. got to chill. <laughs> you good. You good. <laughs> I'm like, no. You got to chill. <laughs> yeah, go chill. <laughs> All right. So I feel like for for him, it's probably calming me down because I have this weird mind that when stuff starts, like in my mind, when st stuff starts going, I come up with like crazy ass like spots and stuff. So like I'll sit there and be like, yeah, I'm gonna do a hurricanrana, follow up with a hurricanrana. Once he thinks he's up, I'm gonna just meet him with a clothesline. Then you gonna I'm gonna send him off to the ropes. You gonna run to him backflip off his chest and I'm gonna hit him with a line like some crazy idea. him just looking at me like you know we ain't practiced that right how you think that's possible like he like he'll like, he'll bring me back to earth real quick and I'm just like yo Spanish fly off the ropes bro what you thinking he's gonna look at me like can you do it <laughs> but I think I can nah can you do it so, so yeah, that, that's like the best way. Like, like, like he'll, he'll bring me back to reality real quick with some of the crazy things I have in mind. I like that. Well, that's good though, man. You have like that balance and that like. Oh yeah. He can he you can come up with all the crazy ideas and he's gonna be like, all right. First of all, practically in practice, <laughs> where can right. we put that and how exactly. we done it? <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. But all right. Well, here's a crazy question to ask though, man. Is like, what's one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn? Um. Hmm. Probably. Hmm. What would be? That's a good one. See, I'm stuck because I'm. I, I like to prove that, like you know, I listen. That's always the main thing. I, I listen and I show with my actions. Like if I'm told, "Hey, you can do this better," I'll go out and 
do it the way they suggested. So, um, because hmm. I, I can't sit and be like, no, there's nothing because no one in the world is perfect. There's no, nothing that is considered perfect in the world. Like, if you ever say, like, uh, what's give me like a one out of 10, I will never call something a 10, I'll call it a nine before I call it a 10. Yeah, so, um, hmm. Probably say like early on, it was it was one of those things that was like um remembering the match. That's probably like that's probably like one of the hardest ones. Probably remembering the match and what else? Probably just that remembering spots. <laughs> probably that was like probably like the hardest thing and probably the confidence to speak. Mm-hmm. It took me, so with the confidence to speak part, it took me a while to figure that out, like to figure out my voice instead of like always sounding awkward or something or trying to sound like super proper and, and so forth. I just had to remember um, that like when I was a child, right? I remember obsessed with wrestling. Rock was like my favorite. So like I would speak like I was a rock. Me telling a stranger on the bus how to make poontang pie. <laughs> and cutting a promo on the bus and this is like five six-year-old me saying telling somebody how to make poontang pie i thought it was actual pie i didn't know but 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 i hey, i told him so like I, I it took me a minute just to remember that stuff to get back to you know how to talk what is you what is you doing so me getting that confidence that's probably like one of the tough things was figuring out how to talk and not feel awkward about it no that's cool though man it's definitely cool that that's something that you're like you're working on and then you continue to build on that because like it is something that's it's it's hard because like even for me right like one of the problems like I have is like I have a confidence issue in like asking people to like I don't know book me so (laughs) it's that fear of rejection but you know what like you know you you always go out and ask a girl if you go on a date with them or go to a movie or something and they're gonna tell you no but then all of a sudden you're like ah whatever it's right. my style anyway i'm just gonna go talk to the next one <laughs> you know? right that, that, that's always the thing really it, it took a while to come over to that that's like a lot of people's biggest fear and that was probably one of my fears was rejection rejection whatever it could be um shoot for promotions you better ask me like hey if y'all got some open space man hey i'm here i got my stuff if needed like you know there, there's always that that selling point but yeah, that, that rejection side is like probably a lot of fear. Like it's probably one of the biggest fears, but it's just overcoming and like, what am I scared of? You know? Yeah, it's so, true. Yeah. So I'm just curious, man, like what kind of advice do you have for like upcoming wrestlers? Upcoming wrestlers, listen, train, um, do research, um, figure out what kind of style, what kind of flow you want to have. What kind of wrestler do you inspire to be? Um, Look in a lot of different places in wrestling. There's wrestling in India. There's wrestling in Germany. There's wrestling, of course, in the U.S. Look look outside of the WWE aspect of things. Look to different promotions and so forth. Um, Do some seminars. You don't got to do every seminar in the world, but do some. Pick and choose. Listen, of course. Um, As well. Every sport has fundamentals. Pro wrestling has fundamentals. Learn 
all the fundamentals first before you start making your own style or swag or difference with those fundamentals and listen yeah <laughs> those are those are all great points <laughs> yep and if you mess up don't sit there and try to explain why you messed up just say okay get back in the line or say okay and try to run it back because trying to explain it ain't gonna get you nothing because you didn't do it right the first time right <laughs> so yeah that's always the best advice i could say Batman. So I know, like you said, like you've been through like into Tennessee, you guys have been down in Florida, you guys have been to New Jersey, you guys have been to Maryland. I'm just curious, man, with all the locker rooms that you've been into, I need one do and one don't of the locker room. One do and one don't. Um, Easiest to do is shake everyone's hands. Shake everyone's hands. And if you just come into a place, you touching a table and stuff. If you, um, if you don't know anyone there, I guess if you find like whoever seems the most chillest, hang around that person. Maybe you'll find a group within that 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 might make your experience there easier, especially if you're the only one. Um, don't be pure, not pure, but that'd be talking about another team. Just be an ignorant, not not uh not wanting to shake hands or just I'm in like I'm doing like my own thing. Screw these people, whatever. You know, taking it beyond the business and like just going in for like going into it for yourself or just like singling yourself out like go sit in another locker room you, you don't even know anyone there you don't care to know anyone there all you got is a promoter that's all you need don't don't do that and just be, be nice you don't have to if someone tells you good match you don't have to coach children you just be like thanks you know or ask somebody you know what you think of it but yeah that those are probably my do's and don'ts and clean up behind yourself oh my god clean yes. up behind yourself deodorant uh body spray all that fun stuff wash your gear you don't want to be out there with your gear smell like mode that's not fun for anyone yeah there you go yeah <laughs> you know it's funny man i think about that too like you're talking about like you know clean up with yourself I and mean, practice good hygiene I, I i know of people who have told me stories of like guys who had trunks and they could just like set them up and they would just stay i'm like that's just nasty <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> Nope. Bet. So those are like all like my real heavy hitting questions, man. But we do got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast. If you're wondering, the first is the Red Dogs power rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Mr. Mako, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And uh, whatever's your answer, that's your answer. No explanations, just boom, boom. Nope. Yep, just go with it. Unless, like, I pause, unless I pause the timer, and then we can then we can talk about it. Okay. All right. So we're gonna put on imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Scarface. Spider Man or Venom? Spider Man. Uh, favorite color? Blue. Samurai Jack or Mitsuguri? Samurai Jack. Yeah, that's, that's, I, all right, full transparency. I do like Mitsu, but hey man, Samurai Jack is my dude. So, <laughs> favorite submission move? Anaconda Vice. Nice. Are you a night owl or an early bird? Night owl. 
favorite podcast? Pope's point of view. I have to go check that out. I haven't heard that one before, so I'm 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 interested now. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Red Pin. Bam. Red Prince, TJ Sykes. TJ, you have been on this show and uh, oh, used, to, used to owe me. <laughs> yeah, we've had TJ on the show. Oh, he's uh, all right. Um, let me give another one. Uh, who? Uh, goodness gracious. Russell Twins. Bet. There we go. So, last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show favorite curse word. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> a good F-bomb is what anybody needs in this life. <laughs> Bet, man. So, also, I tell people all the time, like, if you haven't checked it out, I'm trying to make this video go viral again, so I keep putting the message out there. If you have not checked out the history of the F-word on YouTube, please go check it out. It's well worth the 2 minutes and 39 seconds that you get to watch of it, okay? So, <laughs> do that. Uh, but, yeah, man, those are all my questions. So, Tony... Can you let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you? All right. You can find me on Instagram at Tony underscore Mako. What is it? Tony Mako 100. Um, Facebook, you can just type in Tony Mako, M-A-C-K-A-E-O. And then Twitter, it's Tony Mako as well. Oh, God. Just table. That's <laughs> There you go. There you have it. He gave you his handle, so you know what that means. We got to take it home, which means... This is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring because if you're a good Sherpa, you have to have a Sherpa who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why the man who's entering the ring today, Tony Mackle, you see him right next to me, the other half of Black Magic. It is so good to have him on the show. But you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there, or you just wait for that outro and you choose another episode. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the Three Count Podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say also one thing i need you to do for me the three count podcast also has merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod please go buy our t-shirts we love you guys and we hope you love us too so show us some support please